Uh, this is Key 103. Good morning. It's Mike and it's Chelsea. And Union Jay are here! Hello. Hello! Good morning, boys. How the, are you? The best two, in my opinion. Well, I don't even know. I, don't I mean, I'd have said that no matter what which two are, was there. Do you know which two are here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Good I do. morning, JJ. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks, man. Good morning, Josh. Hello there. All right. Look, the last time we saw you guys was at the... Um, Trafford Centre Christmas the, Lights. Into yeah, Trafford Centre Christmas Lights a few weeks ago. Yeah. What an amazing uh, reaction that was from the crowds there that night. Were you, were you guys kind of bowled over? You looked like you were. Do you know what? We, we every time we come to Manchester, it's it's absolutely incredible. It's um and you know to switch on the lights for you guys was was amazing. So thank you so much for having us. And it was a great turnout. Like I said, it was a great turnout. Yeah, it was mega. Right. Yeah. Did you see? Um, there was also on the stage that night the Penguins of Madagascar. Yes, we saw those. Uh, did yeah. you? I mean, see, they were great. Did they you see the Penguin one. disaster though? No, what happened? So the penguin was on the stage and uh, having a great time jumping up and down, waving at all the crowd and everything. Nice. But then took a bit of a wrong turn and ended up falling off the stage, but onto the guy who was doing all the lights and the sound. And oh, it, yes. The, the penguin broke the mixing desk. Yes, he did. No. Bloody penguin. Yeah, and it was laid down and its little flippery feet were just... <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get back up right. We, we, we could hear on the PA, penguin down. There's a penguin. There's a penguin down. JJ, you're obviously... Uh, you're a dad. You love... Up. You've heard yeah, us talking yeah. about um, Mission Christmas. So I've been doing this thing basically, as you know. Um, one in three kids in Manchester uh, are living in uh, complete poverty. So we've been doing this big drop-off point. And actually, I know you're, you're a dad, so it's it's an important thing for you, isn't it? You, you get a certain sense of responsibility, don't you, once you're a dad for, for kids everywhere, I guess. M- massive, yeah, massively. Obviously, like I said, you know, when obviously I think you notice it more when when you become a father or, or a mother or just a parent in general. Like I think it's, you know, obviously. You know, it's, it's it's a great thing you guys are doing, and obviously some people can't afford, you know, to have a an amazing Christmas or lots of presents and stuff like that. So to do something like that is a, a really good thing, and and um, yeah, please support it. It's, it's a great thing to be a part of. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Yeah. Hey, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh, it's nice you to need see to you again. Explain that. All right. Oh. Sorry. When we first met, and and you, your single hadn't yet been released, mm-hmm. so Ghost hadn't yet become the worldwide multi-platinum smash that it has. Um, I I said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ellen Henderson. And you Ellen. said, and you said, fuming. Ella. You were fuming. We got I off, happy. You remember it, don't you? We got off to a bad start, didn't we? <laughs> no, but hey, look funny. at us now, like old friends. Ella's a bit cooler than Ellen. Do you know what I, I mean? I like it's Ellen. about 30 years on her. Like, she should be in Dallas or Dynasty. <laughs> well, listen, since the last time I saw Ellen, <laughs> well, since the last time we saw you, I mean, it's just been phenomenal. I mean, it, it must have just broken all your kind of uh, record dreams, surely, because we, we knew that the, the song would be good. It's a fantastic song. But it just went just potty. Stratosfer- uh, stratospheric, <laughs> and that's not an easy word to say. No, yeah, I mean, it has been pretty much a very mental year for me. I mean, this year's just been high after high, and, you know, it's been such a successful year, and a very unexpected one, I think. Um, you know, you can believe in your music, and you can have enjoyed the whole process of making it, but when it comes to releasing it, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if people are going to be behind it, support it. So, you know, I'm very grateful for what's happened this I year. I think radio stations really did support it. I mean, any time in the last six months, you couldn't turn on a radio station without it being on within 15 <laughs> well, minutes. Well, the album, I think, stayed in the top five for about eight weeks, didn't it? So yeah, that must it's been, have been very mega. surreal. Very surreal. Yeah, it's incredible to think at the age of eighteen, like I said, I've had a number one single and an album. You know, I feel like um, 
on top of the world. Can't wait to celebrate it now with my family and friends over Christmas. So what are your plans? Do you get a bit <laughs> of time off? What are you planning to do? Oh, I just, um, just want to do nothing for a few days. I just want to chill out, get my pyjamas no on. No makeup. I was make going to say, exactly. winter pyjamas. Exactly. Just chill you. out and have a proper Henderson Christmas. Like well, that sounds like a movie. The <laughs> Henderson Christmas. Bigfoot Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> So are you, for, for, for Christmas, are you allowed that time to chill off? You've got, what, two weeks, a week? How, yeah, I mean... How long um, is Simon giving you? <laughs> I mean, obviously, December's the worst time for wanting time off anyway, but um, it is very busy, but I'm working right up until Christmas, and, of course, I'll be able to see all my fr family and friends. Which and are you watching The X Factor? I am indeed, yes. Who's yeah. going to win? Oh, I don't know who's going to win. I think it's very hard to call it, but um, I do like Ben's voice. Yeah. And I like um, Fleur as an all-round entertainer. I like Fleur. I think Fleur might do it, you know. I'm very jealous of you. Next year, take that. I know! What? <laughs> what? Wow, we how did you have a meeting about this? I could have been like your personal assistant. <laughs> I used to camp outside Marco into house, for God's sake. Did you really? I really did. Oh, my gosh. 56 Cops to Hill Road, you can tell him. <laughs> Sounding a bit stalky again, Charles, <laughs> sorry. How did that come about? And are you a fan? Are you excited? And all yeah. of the above. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a fan. I mean, obviously, I know Gary, because he was on the panel when I was back on X Factor years ago. And uh, I did a bit of writing with Marco in uh, last year for my album. Um, so... I know two of them, so I, I think it was just the thing of they was looking for somebody to support them on their tour, and my name got thrown about a bit, and yeah, they approached me with it, and I could not miss out on that opportunity, you know? Not only do I get to hang out with the lads and have a great time, they're such lovely people as well, but um, also to have that experience is just priceless. Wow, it's going to be insane. Yeah. Yeah. We've added loads of dates in Manchester as well, yeah. so it's, it's Which really have all sold out mm -hmm. in like yeah. 10 yeah. minutes. 30 we? nanoseconds. Yeah. So except for the take that support, what else is coming up for you then in, uh, in 2015? Is it another round year yeah i mean it starts off a bit hectic in the new year because in january i um i'm releasing my album over in the states which is going to be a wow. bit mental um because ghost is just beginning to climb there like it just began to do over here which is quite exciting for you're me you're on a really good time though because especially in america they, they're really loving the english artists they at the are moment, they, they are ed and sam they're doing so well out there yeah so it's, you know what adele I paved the way <laughs> for you all didn't she <laughs> exactly yeah it can be a bit overwhelming going to somewhere like america you know it's huge it's vast but um it's just so great to be back home, I think. I feel happy that I'm here now and I'm settled, ready for Christmas. Ready for a Henderson Christmas. Exactly. All right. exactly. Well, listen, Ellen, it's been lovely to see you again. <laughs> Let's Ellen, not do that again. Well done again. And uh, listen, have a good time tonight. You're Thank excited you. about your performance do. tonight? I cannot wait. I can't wait. The um, crowd are probably vibed up already, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Okay. All right, well, have a lovely Christmas. K103. I believe you've had an eventful morning. It's been a bit crazy. We were driving along the motorway coming from London, and uh, I just heard the driver saying, oh my God, and when we looked up, we just saw this girl spinning out of control on the motorway. Uh, it was in the fast lane too, and then she hit the dividing barrier. Wow. And the car literally uh, flipped around some more. I, I couldn't actually believe how, from the point she hit the barrier to how far her car was away. Yeah. It was really, really she fun. with the... The Collided with the, yeah. the, the dividing barrier, barrier, yeah. But by the time she'd stopped spinning, because we'd just seen her spinning for ages, we literally had 911 called. You know, it was like straight away, phone out, bang, 911. Mm. With the car, our car... 990, son. Did you, did you get through? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, straight to the emergency we're in America too much. So anyway, the, our car literally had slowed down. We jumped out, uh, headed straight over to our car. I tried the door first, and the door was jammed. It was totally jammed. It wouldn't open. 
Um, she was just looking straight forward in shock. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to get her attention, just knocking on the window, just like, are you all right, love, are you all right? And um, she kind of looked around and uh, I tried to open the door up a little bit. Meanwhile, Mark noticed that there was smoke coming from the engine. Of course, you're never going to move somebody from an accident, but if there's smoke coming from the engine, then you want to get them out as quick yeah. as possible. So, uh, I mean, we've so, seen the smoke, the power come into the door. Yeah, he, just, door, he, he, he literally pulled, just pulled the door jammed open. the door open. It was, it was jammed, it was stuck, but he just pulled it open. Um, the girl said she couldn't feel her legs and stuff. Yeah, that was a worry, yeah. I was really worried. So just talked to her a little bit, talked her down, you know, saying, you know, what's your name, where are you from, all that type of stuff. And um, then she kind of went to kind of move one of her legs. So I know she had power in her legs. And then she kind of went to get up out of the car, but she could, like, she was so weak. Yeah. So we just helped her over to the side of the road, sat her down, uh, put a jacket around her, give her some some drink and stuff and just wait for the ambulance to call. But there, there was a moment was where we were sat on the bus and uh, she kind of, we, we, we sat her on our bus so she can get warm. And I think she kind of was thawing out a little bit and she's, you know, she's kind of coming through and she's like, oh my God, it's a script. <laughs> it was in that moment. Of just, it was just bizarre. Like, oh my God. Like, is, she jumped out of the van. This, am I actually we were like, right now? Sit down. I had, I had a crash <laughs> and the script saved me and I'm sitting on their tour bus now. This is weird. She's a big fan of the band as well. So that was amazing, but um, she, you know, hopefully she's she's doing all right. That deserves a round of applause, doesn't it? Come on! Uh, thank you. Oh, it's all in the day's work, you know. I 
I went up and I uh, thought, right, I'll do a bit of a clear out. And I started to discover bags and bags and bags of cards. So what I often do is in the sales every January, I'll go and, you know, ram raid like M&S, BHS, and I buy loads of Christmas cards. Why you know? does that not surprise me about you? You it's... are in this category of person <laughs> who actually buys Christmas cards in January. But that's a good, it's a good idea. You store them, mm. you go up in November, December, the, the following year, and you've got all these fabulous cards, which were £8 now too. So how many are we talking? How many oh are you talking in these bags? Well, Ben popped his head up and he said, what is going on here? I said, what do you mean? He said, repeat after me, I, Chelsea Norris, I'm a hoarder, right? And I've become to realise maybe I am. And what it is, I would say that there are about a thousand. A thousand? You've right, got I'm a thousand, you've, got a, you, you've bought a thousand Christmas cards. There is another explanation for this. Uh, Clinton cards, God rest their soul, yeah. Um, when <laughs> Chelsea, can I just say sorry? Chelsea actually did the sign of the cross as she was saying that. Um, they went into administration uh, a year or two ago. Oh, she said the A word. She's dropped the A bomb. And uh, I happened to be in the Trafford Centre at the time. Uh, oh, were, you seized on the bargain. Other people's staff. misery. Chelsea's like, oh, I can make a killing here. The members of staff stood at the entrance, right? And um, they were carrying Clinton cards bags and they said you buy this big bag plastic bag for a pound and then you can literally go and fill it right so you could go all the way down and put all these cards in bags right and i thought i don't know if i need them but that sounds like a brilliant that's as near to supermarket sweep as i'm ever gonna get <laughs> so i bought about three of them stuffed them full and they've just literally sat in the loft but i sat going through them the other day so there are plenty of christmas cards but there are also cards that say things like I'm really sorry you've had an accident at work. <laughs> right. So then I found a Christmas card that said, to my auntie and her husband on your second marriage. <laughs> I don't even have an auntie. I've got brothers, sisters. I've got everything. So you bought cards for brothers and sisters? I just I just filled the bag. You don't have a brother or a sister? I know, but if I, if I ever get one, I've got a card. Mike and Chelsea. I think it was the most interesting fact I've heard in a very long time. So, ladies and gentlemen, she's going to recount it again for you now. It's Chelsea's interesting fact. If you ask for the Project Chelsea. and anybody ever comes up to you demanding you get money out for them, so in the, you know, in a sort of cat kind of way, do is put your pin number in backwards that will still release the money that they're requesting from your account but will also immediately alert the police to your location and the fact that you are getting money out against your will wow. that is, isn't that the most that amazing, amazing fact? fact that really is an amazing is it fact? definitely true I don't know if it's definitely. Well, well come on. <laughs> who, no, who told you this? Where did you I get this from? I think it was um, like a police tweet. So I'm going with yes, it's true. Well, if the police have tweeted it, yeah. If it's Apparently a tweet, it's, it's like a known thing. It's not a hidden thing. They want you to know it, but very few people do know it. Therefore, it doesn't get spread around. Um, for some reason, the switchboard is just lit up like a Christmas tree. I'm, right. I'm guessing that people are disagreeing with you. Oh. Um, should we take a call? Let's now? take a let's call. Take a call now. Hello. Let's take a call. Uh, hello, Q103. Good morning, Matt. Good Chelsea's morning. talking rubbish, I'm afraid. 
<laughs> I'm so glad we took this call. Who are Hi. you, sir? I'm, I'm Ian, and I'm on the M16 traffic. All right, Ian. And why, why is Chelsea talking rubbish? Because it was all on Facebook a few weeks ago, and I thought, oh, what a good idea, so I Googled it, and it's complete bullshit. <laughs> 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 I love this. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Yeah. It is Wednesday morning. It's Mike and Chelsea on Q103. Lee Mack is our guest this morning. Um, Lee, now, we, we mentioned it just then in the pop quiz. You and I did actually meet before, and this is the weirdest, weirdest story. So I went to Pontins in Great Yarmouth in the late 80s, yeah. and you were one of the blue coats. This is where there. quite a lot of stories have started yeah, this year. Yeah, oh, I've got a whole back catalogue. I was going to say, yeah. usually, usually your, your BBC entertainer would have a, a lawyer stood next to him at this point. <laughs> but you were, you were like the chief of entertainment. I was a Pontins blue coat, yes, yeah. 1989. Uh, 88 and 89, but we just worked out it was 89 from the description you gave of another blue coat. Oh, yes. We can't say that on air because it sounds like he wasn't abiding by the blue coat rules of what you're supposed to say, well, 16-year-olds. and. He, but, uh, he, and, and the weird thing was, now obviously, so, so I met you then, right? Yeah. And then I was reading your book last summer, uh, Mac the Life, and then I saw this photo of you as the Pontins blue coat, and I thought, I knew this bloke. Yeah, so you, you obviously then looked at that and thought, that looks like the people that I was, and then you looked at your old photos. Yeah, and... I looked at my old photos at home in my mum and dad's house, and indeed I've got one of you which I'll send to you. That'd be lovely, yeah. yeah. I'd like to Maybe see, you yeah. can feature it in your next book. Yeah, I would, I'd love to write a whole <laughs> book about me and you. <laughs> You're in Manchester now. How's the tour going? How's the uh, Hit the Road Mac tour going? Well, uh, we have done 84 of 96 shows. Oh, you're nearly there. Yes. Is that oh, how you the see question it? is, how many left? <laughs> oh God, that's good. Is it twelve? Correct. Thank you. Ninety-six. Is it? Uh, it must be getting like to the it, end where you think, oh, sorry. Well, there's that slight feeling of, um, yeah, as you come to the end, you feel like it's a bit like at school. I feel like I want to be bringing Monopoly in. You yeah. know, you could bring a game on the last day, day, getting yeah. people to sign your shirt. On the last day, I'm just going to play Monopoly on on stage and just let people <laughs> wander around in, in pajamas. You just do that, you go in your pajamas. Is it the same thing? I was wondering with comedians. Do you, do you have a routine that you would kind of like? You'd make your observations, you'd write it all down and learn it. Or do you, do you never write it down? Is it all kind of off the top of your head? Or how does it work for you? Well, you, it goes through different stages. So you start off in your local comedy club with a bit of scrap paper. This is what I do anyway. Uh, and I, I basically, the system I have is I write, say, two or three days for a few hours at the computer. Think of ideas. I take all those ideas to the comedy club on, the, on a Monday, do two shows on a Monday, and read out these ideas literally from a piece of paper. And it's a new material. <laughs> you just tick the funny ones. I literally ones. <laughs> tick it. I really do. I just go, right, these are the jokes. Let's see if they work. And I read them out. And it's quite hard to read out new material because sometimes you have to go, right, do you know what makes me really angry? <laughs> and then you go, well, obviously not what this is because you're reading it, mate. <laughs> so it's that sort of feeling. But you get a general idea. Yeah, of what And I'd say my hit rate's about one in ten. Right. So right. 90% That's has good. been chucked in the bin. Bear in mind, this is the top 10% of the writing. Anyway, 90% hasn't even been heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not even said it, you know. Yeah. But the best 10% you read out, and of that 10%, probably one, 10% of that gets through. So the hit rate's about 1% of everything you write ends up on the tour. Really? Wow. The other 99% I sell to Tim Vine and he uses it on his tour. <laughs> well, actually, talking to Tim Vine, I've got, I've got his book as well. That book, oh, do you know, I, every day, I, you are holding the Tim Vine joke book there. Yeah, for, I am, yeah. For those uh, who can't imagine that at home, I'm just describing Yeah, thank <laughs> you. It's a nice picture of him looking a bit Willy Wonkerish. It is, isn't it? But my children are supposed to read their school books every night, and I go in, I say, make sure you read your book, and they pick up the book, the yeah. proper reading book, and then I go out, and they come back in, say goodnight, and uh, that's that's in their hand. Well, you the know, Tim Vine joke book, which is a double whammy, really, because they're not getting their education and they're just rubbing, <laughs> rubbing my nose <laughs> in the fact they prefer it. Well, do you know, I'm not joking. It's the same thing with me. Um, I've got two little kids, Luca and Lottie, who are eight and ten, and, and this book always pops up at night time, just yeah. after prayers, and someone takes it and turns to read a stupid joke. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm going to test you now, see how well you know Tim Vine, one of your yeah. comedy partners. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you've got to complete the, uh, the punchline. Yeah. Right, this is joke number 327, Tim Vine joke book. Mm. I was playing football on the aeroplane. It was amazing. I uh, was... I was on the wings. 
Yeah, I was on the wing. Yeah, absolutely. On the wing. Yeah, okay. I don't know this job, but I'm just. You know, <laughs> all you got to do, all you got to do with Tim is just to sort of work it out. Yeah. You know I mean? So a I, formula. Uh, joke two four two. So I rang up my local building firm. I said I want to skip outside my house. He said, "Do what you like." I <laughs> will try one more. I've been living with a woman for quite some time. She's a bit older than me, and we don't really get on. That's my mum. It's my mum. He knows everyone. He knows everyone. Hello, Chelsea in the morning. Key 103. Uh, the Neville family are in. Good morning again, Neville family. Morning. Good morning. Um, listen, so I was talking on the show yesterday, Phil, about your brother Gary, of course. Yeah. And his commentary on that, uh, well, his punditry on the, on the United Southampton, he's brutally honest, isn't he? We were saying that, you know, um, <laughs> he's not going to get asked back on the coaching team, is he? <laughs> no, he <laughs> called them a come back at Old Trafford anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good, though, because when, when he first became a pundit, I thought he's going to obviously be, you know, completely united by yeah. us. But he's not. He's, he's more brutal than anyone about the, the team, isn't he? No, I think he's, he's unbiased. He actually goes too far the other way, probably. But he, I think he's respected by everyone just because he tells the truth and he's honest. And yeah. uh, I think he can say it in a way that people understand what he's saying as well. Yeah. You mentioned it before, and I wasn't going to bring it up, but when you... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. When you, when you did that commentary. And you'll mention it again. Now. But no, but there's something good came out of it because <laughs> Kieran, Kieran Knightley, who's arguably one of the hottest women on earth, mm. then did an interview saying how good she thought your commentary was for the World Cup and she thought you were brilliant. Did you read that? Uh, I retweeted it. <laughs> Screenshotted it. It's up in the kitchen. Julie, no, Julie doesn't get any options. Screensaver on my phone. Yeah. Now, of course, you guys now own well, the class of '92. Now own yeah. your football team, don't you? So you have got the Salford Reds, Salford City, the yeah. Salford City Reds. Okay. So do you go down there and support them, obviously, every week or wherever yeah. you can? Go to every game. Uh, trainings Tuesdays and Thursday nights, and uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Probably the best thing that we've ever been involved in so far. Really. I mean, it's just a it's, ex it's an exciting project. So who is it? Is you? Skolzy, Nicky Butt, Gigsy and Gary. And Gary, right. Uh, okay. And we've got an investor from the Far East uh, called Peter Lim. Oh, yeah. Who's you know, hoping to take the club forward in a massive way. So uh, every schoolboy's dream, isn't it? Just get all your mates, buy a football yeah. club, and just have <laughs> fun. I mean, I'm sure there's more to it. Well, than like, that. Yeah, it, it was the same great. like when David Moyes left, and uh, <laughs> that you're all just sat there on the bench, it's just you and all your school friends <laughs> running the biggest club in the world. Have a bit of that.